You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, I'm Steven. And I'm Brett. And we are the Broadway Broadway Husbands. Husbands. We are your all-American married couple making their living in the arts and pursuing a growing family. On the Broadway Husbands podcast, we offer advice from our ordinary lives under extraordinary circumstances. We are living proof that you can love who you love and love what you do. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss our weekly episodes. And if you really love us, make sure you leave a review on whatever podcast network you listen to us on. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at Broadway Husbands. Visit us on Instagram at Broadway Husbands, online at broadwaypodcastnetwork.com slash broadwayhusbands or bpn.fm slash husbands for short. We are proud to be members of the Broadway Podcast Network. Yes, we are. So we haven't, we've, last few episodes we've been interviewing people and now it's just us today on episode 11 and we thought we would take a little time today to talk about what we recently experienced 2018-2019 that we are appropriately now calling our sabbatical from performing in New York. Yeah, I think that's a pro- that's a appropriate title for it now, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that it was like a complete sabbatical. That's true. We had maybe I think so for those of you who don't know, let's tell the story. Okay, so um in August of 2018, we moved from New York City, the Big Apple, to Charleston, South Carolina. And, um, you know, I'm, there were a few things that led to that decision. Um, I know for myself, I was feeling burnt out and a little bit tired. And I wanted to try something new. Let me I, just paint the picture real quick. Paint it, paint Steven it. Steven had gone from, I think in like three years, he had done four Broadway shows or something like that, right? That's How right. How many years was it? Yeah, and it was he, like four years. He went from just straight eight times a on week. On the town, straight into an American in Paris. Um, Am I missing something? And then you went right into Hello Dolly. Hello Dolly. Yeah. And so his body was just like beat up. And I had gone from Amazing Grace to Paramore straight through, and Paramore was a whole, that's an episode in itself, maybe a whole podcast. Um, <laughs> and um, and so we both were pretty burnt out, and an opportunity came for us to move to Charleston. And, and also, just to backtrack even further, I think 
I've always fantasized about living somewhere else. I came to New York when I was really young. I moved here when I was 12, turning 13. And I think I always, it, that kind of made me always think that I should live somewhere else. And I didn't experience growing up in the suburbs like I was supposed to, or out like just a little bit further from the city. I think so like I always hoped and dreamed that one day I would leave New York. And um, so that was always something in the back of my head. And I always and we was, actually took trips specifically to like Austin, Texas. Yeah, and I, I had a dream one night and I woke up and I was like, I think we should move to Austin, Texas. So we, so we checked, planned, a trip. planned a vacation and we checked it out. And yeah, I, I was searching. I was definitely mm -hmm. searching. Um, so the opportunity came up. And Charleston, we'd been to Charleston a couple times. A couple of times. And it's a beautiful town. I wouldn't say city. It's a beautiful town. It's a beautiful town. And um, it's a quiet village. <laughs> it is. Would you um, say every day is like the one before? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's beautiful. It's, the weather is it's like so the same nice. every day, so except nice. when the hurricanes come through. But. Um, so we were like, this is beautiful, and and we knew somebody there who proposed an opportunity, and we were like, well, maybe we should check it out. And yeah, we were at that moment where like that's the way we felt. We were ready to go, and we were like, let's try. We have nothing to lose, um, you know. And our friend, you know, these people were like, we'll help you. Like we'll we'll make it all work out for you. Don't worry about it. And we yeah. were like, great. So we moved all of our stuff. So yeah, we didn't sublet our apartment. We moved all of our stuff we had movers come and they took it in a you know a big truck down to charleston and we drove to pittsburgh and then drove from pittsburgh to charleston yeah and um gosh it's scary to like say too much because yeah so many people know the people involved so well we don't want to say too much but there was some interesting turn of events when we arrived I said yes to um, some teaching jobs, which I was very happy to do. And I was teaching at the college, I was teaching musical theater at the College of Charleston. And shout out to anybody there who's listening. I loved the students and um, the campus was gorgeous. And the I, most beautiful oh campus. Oh my gosh. And I was teaching so nice. musical theater. I taught jazz dance and I, and I directed the musical You're in Town um, in the spring. And at the College of Charleston, I taught jazz, ballet, and I choreographed for their fall dance concert which was awesome. I really loved working there. And I think we both thought like, we'll take these adjunct positions and then eventually maybe there'll be like a higher paying position because mm -hmm. let's just be honest, adjunct professors, if no one knows, I think we made somewhere around $2,000 per semester per class. I mean, there's just no way. Yeah, it was rough. It was a little rough. To make money yeah. doing that unless you're teaching like 10 classes, 10 classes and the amount yeah. of work is just it's unbelievable with the paperwork and the Yeah. It's an interesting. So, if you are a college professor, God bless you. Um and um I have so much respect for for what they do. Um and then I was teaching at this after-school program called the Musical Theater Center which was uh, you know, for young younger kids and uh but the frustrating thing for me was no one at the Musical Theater Center had ever really had a career in musical theater. So <laughs> it became a real challenge um to to for me uh to go from working on Broadway to then like being the the odd man out who had all this experience and it didn't really matter because <laughs> like nobody nobody cared. Um, but the students were great. I liked teaching, um, but it was frustrating being the only person with that 
kind of experience. So, and I, I was, and I taught at uh, ballet studio where um, the whole reason why we went was to be a part of this ballet studio. And the ballet studio there was amazing. The students were amazing. So many talented kids. And um, but it it just quickly became really clear that we were never gonna yeah. actually make the money that we needed to make in order to move into like to, to buy actually a house, buy a house to, like, or not to be poor, have to, an apartment that we could afford and which is it's something that I think maybe you know if we had gotten some stuff and like we didn't get things in writing before we went because we were like oh it's friends and we were trusting people so our biggest number one piece of advice if you're planning on taking a sabbatical is make sure <laughs> everything's in writing before you go because we really didn't uh take care of ourselves in that no. way we trusted people in a way and i think that you know we both are very sensitive people so we felt very personalized personally hurt by it but that's we realized that like that was just our part in it was to not get yeah take care of yeah ourselves. I mean I think my the my biggest part in it was just leading with my heart and my friendship and not my business side at all which is sort of unlike me I mean it's pretty unlike me but um, for whatever reason I just I you know and I think it comes back to the state of mind that I I can just speak for myself that I definitely know that I was in that I wanted to try something new that I. Um, was a little bit burnt out and just ready to go. You know, I was ready to take a break or just try something new. And, you know, so I think that that's all I wanted. You know, I wasn't thinking about the things maybe I, maybe I should have been thinking about, you know? Yeah. So we ended up, um, kind of being stuck in this commitment to try to fulfill for the year and, um, the school year. And so we were living in this studio apartment that, you know. We had a studio apartment that, <laughs> it's really funny because the apartment that we have in, that we currently live in, we've had for 10 years and we've lived in it and out of it for a, a couple times. But I always thought it was really small. And, um, but this. <laughs> we were living in a garage apartment. It was a garage apartment. With um, sharing a car. Sharing a car. We would, we definitely we wouldn't fight with each other, but uh, we experienced watching each other kind of like break down, break down and <laughs> throw fits at the highest number. I think ever like yeah. it was, it was really, pretty bad. Yeah. It was, it was interesting because we would never really fight with each other. We were, we would go through things and like yell or, freak out and it was always like oh this apartment is so small like we'd hit our knee on the bed or <laughs> and then like oh what am i doing you know just like and i know that i saw brett you know kind of melt down a lot and i i know that he saw me melt down a lot too and but it was interesting because through all of that i you know we would always laugh at the end and i would be like well i was like it's interesting because like this is the first time in our relationship where like one of us is kind of going through something and like we both understand and really know for the first time that it's not about the other person. I think like typically in our relationship, <laughs> a lot of times, like if Brett's having a hard time, like I take it upon myself and think that it's about me and think that I need to do something or the, you know, and like, I'm always like, well, what is it? What do you need? You know, like, it's like that kind of thing. And I think that I did something wrong or I think that, you know, I, I can fix it somehow. But, but there, <laughs> I can honestly say the first time in a relationship, like 
we wouldn't be fighting, but we would be struggling emotionally. And it was the first time where like, we would just let each other like, kind of like go through whatever crazy we were going through and let them come out the other side. And then we'd be like, I love you. Like it's going to be, <laughs> it would okay. be like, if we can get through this, <laughs> if we can get through this, our marriage is very strong. Yeah. And, um, so it, there were definitely some really low, like low lows. And again, like not, really setting ourselves up for success financially and everything else because we didn't get any things in writing. And, and yeah. We really took a huge risk. We were like overdrawn like on a <laughs> weekly basis and we were having to use credit cards. I mean, it was like, it was so intense. So, you know, it was, it was stressful. And then sharing the car and driving for two hours to yeah. get to teach six so, year olds and you know, blah, blah, blah. There were a lot of tough. stressful things. Um, that, you know, obviously led to us wanting to come back. But, you know, there were a lot of great things so about being there. let's talk about the things yeah, that were great about there are a lot of great things about being there, you know. So I want to say the first thing that I loved about when we first got there. Tell, tell me. So there's been a hurricane oh, yeah. that has gone through Charleston every year. This made the entire town evacuate mm -hmm. for like seven years or something Which crazy is like that. Terrible. So let's talk about climate change. Um, yeah. Anyway, side note. Um, but the every so we had to evacuate. I think about three weeks into to moving there, we had to evacuate Charleston. And my cousin lives in Columbia. Lives in Columbia, South Carolina, with her then their with her now, then then girl girlfriend. They, they were married. married. No. But they just built this beautiful, beautiful house, house. in so, Columbia. Wait, before, so we get evacuated and we're driving. Is it 26? Is that what the name of the highway is? I don't remember. I want to say it's 26. Anyways, so you're driving up and like you can only go out. Like once you go out of Charleston, you can't turn back around and go back in. They Both only like have the going, highways going yeah. out. It's, there's just one highway. And then. So we get there and the whole time I'm like, is this really going to be okay that we're going there? Like, who knows how long we're going to be there? And then we pull up to this house and I was like, oh, this is going to be great. I mean, it was like this. <laughs> she's a lawyer. She's a lawyer. She's <laughs> very, it was like this beautiful house. And but there's only like a few, like I have a gay cousin on my, on my dad's. Oh, oh. and there, I have a gay cousin, Paul, and then her. And I've never actually, and then Julia is on my mom's side. Oh. But those are the only people I know in my family that are gay. So I have never spent time with her. Right. So we got to spend like six days. We were there for an entire week because <laughs> we couldn't go back into Charleston. I think we went there on, I want to say on like a Tuesday or a Monday night and we left on a Sunday. Yeah. Like it was a long time that we were there. We didn't have to teach that week. We didn't have to teach. We didn't have to do anything. We were, it so got we're just, a little boring. Yeah. We were literally just hanging out in Columbia and it was very. Okay. So that was my first thing that I really liked. That was about your first thing. When we thing. got there. What was yours? <sighs> what was mine? Okay. So there is this place that we went to very early on. And I remember I had seen it and I remember thinking, I can't go in there and eat that. If I eat it, I know I'm going to love it and I'm going to eat it all the time. <laughs> and so one of the first weekends we were there, we went up to Somerville to see a performance of a show. Oof. And, um, <laughs> and while we were waiting, we just random, I just like randomly searched on a map, like something to eat. 
And it was this place that I had seen that I, I was that I was just mentioning. It was called Boxcar Betty's. Oh, so good. And I was like, oh, it's this place, Boxcar Betty's. They have it up here. Like, I really want to go. I think it's a chain. Like, oh, God, we got to go. And so we go. And the first time I had it, okay, I, I'm also, like, really into blue ribbon fried chicken. And this makes blue ribbon fried chicken, like, psh, nothing like it's like terrible like, like, like costco like costco nothing like i mean nothing. it's like the best fried chicken and i feel like the first time i had it they had we got sweet potato fries because mm-hmm. we were trying to be healthier <laughs> <laughs> and the sweet potato fries definitely had sugar on them yeah. right i yeah. mean like it was like i was like well this, this is was like-, like a southern <laughs> it, it, it's like why you cannot go to chick-fil-a <clears throat> If there's a box car, if there's a box car, Betty's. So, and then there's one in West Ashley that then I started to kind of not frequent, but definitely like if I was feeling upset or like low, I'd be like, we got to go to box car, Betty's. Yeah, that was, um, so that was probably like my first thing. Yeah. And then the other thing that was really great was we became, so if you go to our website, to broadwayhusbands.com, we have a whole chapter on Charleston where you can, we have recommendations. So if you're thinking about going to Charleston, want to check out Charleston, we have all these like rep, ref, referrals for like food and places like that. But we became really good friends with this girl, Jamie Huffman, who's the Charleston, Charleston blonde. blonde. And she lived in our neighborhood and she was super fun. She was on Survivor, met her husband on Survivor. And there was this fun little community of like, quote unquote, influencers. And mm-hmm. we became kind of a part of that community because of our Instagram account and so we got to know her and hang out with her and um, that was really fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, the food, we would just eat so well in Charleston yes, because we, we had did. no time to like, we were shuffling always between places. Yeah. Um, the weather. The weather was amazing. January. It's interesting. I think November was actually kind of cold. And I remember being upset about it because I was like, wait, they said it wasn't going to be that cold. And I remember I was like, I think I had to get my winter jacket out. And then once January came, it was so mild and always in the 50s or higher. And um, sunny, we would go to the beach and kind of walk around. Um, So that was nice. I love that. We lived down the street from Folly Beach. Folly Beach. (laughs) Which was amazing. We could always just go down there. In and January, January, and just like walk around, and yeah, we went to an amazing church. Oh yeah, we found this amazing church called the um, Circular Congregation Church, and it's downtown, and it was open and affirming. So there were lots of lesbian, gay couples there, and um, so that was such a wonderful thing to sort of find a community there, a spiritual community. It was awesome. Yeah, we had never gone to a church regularly, and this. Like from the moment we went, I was like, oh, I, I, like I would look forward to it mm-hmm. every week. And it was just such a great place. And also there's a lot of fun things to do in Charleston, especially um, if you're ever there, go on a ghost tour. Because mm-hmm. the first time we actually saw the circular church was in a ghost tour that we did, mm-hmm. like one of the times we were visiting there. And um, there was a, a, like a... A gay rainbow flag, flag, a rainbow flag, <laughs> gay, a f- sorry, <laughs> a rainbow flag on somewhere by the church. And so that's how we knew to go there. But there is so many cool um, ghost tours there. 
And um, if you ever have a chance to do the haunted um, jail he tour, loved, he did it like three times. I think I did it. <laughs> I know I did it twice. I possibly did it three times, but I know that for sure I did it twice, like really close together. And it was. It was so cool. And so there's a tour guide there and I wish I knew his name right now. Um, but he was a retired homicide detective. And now he just um, is, you know, because the, of his line of work, he's familiar with like all of like the murders and crimes in the area, like all throughout history. So then he knows like all of like what kind of ghosts like roam different areas and like any sort of um, supernatural television show, like reality oh, show. He's on it. Yeah. He like is their like supervisor and like helps them. So like, he's been and on I like had ghost him, hunters. Yeah, and... I had him twice as my tour guide and, I wish I, Oh, what is this? Anyway, you're so excited. It was so, it's so worth it and kind of really scary. And I highly recommend it. Yes. Lucky land casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha. In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Um, so, Charleston, so <laughs> the other thing that I think that was really great about going away is that it gave us a lot of perspective. And we were able to sort of, of course we talked about how the perspective we got of our relationship, because it really, I think, seeing ourselves kind of in these really weakened and kind of heartbroken states, <laughs> I would say, um, and frustrated, you know, because we really, you know, we're, we're struggling. I mean, it was not easy. And yet on Instagram, you would never have known because <laughs> we built this Instagram account at the same time that really started to blow up. But one of the things that we had been planning was that once the business deal came through, we were going to start a family. And, um, and then when everything sort of started falling apart, we realized we had to put that on pause. And, um, that was a hard thing to do because we had really started moving pretty quickly through that process, but now we've kind of had to take a step back, which is, which is not easy. Um, cause it was a huge goal for us, but, um, what we did realize is how, how, what, what New York gives us as artists and what New York, the opportunities that New York offers us kind of outweigh the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, I think that part of the perspective that we gained was, um, people would always say things like, Oh, it's just a better quality of life. It's just a better quality of life. Um, and I, and Brett used to say this to me all the time. And I, I think it depends on how you define quality of life. Like I think for a long time, I thought that, 
I would be happy if I was out on the beach or lived down the street from the beach and was in a car and not in the subway and like had all this open space all the time. And don't get me wrong, those things are amazing and awesome. Um, but I ultimately like learned that I, I need to have and I want um, people at my, not, you know, I want access to people. I want access to people who I can learn from constantly. Um, just like all of the things that the city provides and all the opportunities that are here and all of the groups and networks of people and companies that, y that I'm involved in and maybe didn't even really... Um, appreciate appreciate it mm -hmm. you know and like so it just for me it was kind of like oh wait what mm -hmm. <laughs> what if I, what have i done oh god but um, i think what's what's super powerful about it is that we did step away and we came back and and the community is still here and you know i booked a broadway show you know like things happened when we came back so i think it, if anything i i would encourage people to step away Take a take a sabbatical if you're burnt out. Go away. I mean, protect yourself first. Yeah. But we what we gained from the experience, what we learned about ourselves, what we learned about what we want is was so worth it. And what we learned about what New York gives us, the opportunity that New York City gives us, especially at this point in our lives, mm -hmm. is um is gonna actually help us move further along towards the path to fatherhood, towards the path to what we want personally, because we can actually make a living here. Yeah. We can actually moment, yes. make a living and get insurance weeks and mm -hmm. get pension and benefits, which you there were no equity theaters in Charleston. Like how mm -hmm. are we gonna ever that's how we've made our living. Mm -hmm. Um, unless we completely quit doing what we love. And like we said, then on this podcast, we encourage you to love you love and love what you do. And I don't know that I'm ready to sacrifice doing what I love. Yeah. I mean, I think ultimately that was, that was probably what I learned most because I, um, I, I didn't stop really performing or auditioning like the whole time I was there. And I think that I thought I would get there and be like, Oh, I'm done. You know, I mean, I didn't actually like decide to be done but when we left and I wasn't that wasn't my intention um but I think that there was a part of me that was hoping that somehow like I would fade out of myself somehow <laughs> but that didn't happen so um you know so I was like flying up and auditioning and flying back you know like doing things like that and so yeah, and we did book some like local commercials. We, yeah, we booked this really cool Google. I commercial. did a Hallmark movie, but yeah. it, we were sort of like, well, if we're booking these here, yeah. why wouldn't we book them in New York? So we're really happy we came back, and we're really happy we didn't sell our apartment. Yes, thank. God. It, we had listed it, and it never sold. So we were able to move back into our East Village place, and um, we're still kind of furnishing it. But it's been really. We're not still kind of furnished. It's a furnished. There's pieces, a couple of things maybe. that we still need to get. Um, so if anybody at Wayfair is listening, <laughs> um, we love Wayfair we right now. We need sponsorship. Um, and then, <clears throat> and I'm really lucky that I got this job. So we're able to sort of kind of keep moving forward 
and getting out of the hole. And the Actors Fund was incredibly helpful to us last year. If you don't know the Actors Fund and the Actors Federal Credit Union helped us uh, refinance our mortgage and that was super helpful. Um, and so those are both two organizations that we owe a huge, huge yes. thanks to. And um, and so that is our story. That is our Charleston. sabbatical story. We love Charleston. I would totally have stayed if you know if we were going to make money. We could have figured it out somehow. And but um, but ultimately, I'm a New Yorker. Yeah. So here we are. Here we are. So so now we are going to move on to our segment we call Spotlight, Spotlight on Love. Woo. <clears throat> Somebody wrote to us, Dav Neal on Instagram, and it's a super simple question. Um, but is there a good time to first say I love you to your partner? Hmm. It's be a pretty quick answer. Well, I mean, <clears throat> is there a good time? I mean, uh, I mean, I think when I was in this kind of situation, I would always try and like wait and wait and wait and wait. And in and Brett and I's relationship, I, I think I knew pretty quickly that I was in love with him and I wanted to be with him and there was nobody else. And, um, but I definitely held back um, by, by, you know, to say it. I didn't like want to say it right away because I didn't, I feel like, when you say I love you, it kind of like commits you a little bit. Um, and that's not why I didn't want to say it to Brett. I think I didn't want to say it to him, be to you because I don't want, I didn't want him to think that I was like jumping the gun. Um, so in this case, I let Brett say it first <laughs> and he said, I love you. And I said, I know he did. <laughs> <laughs> he did. <clears throat> and he never lets me forget it. Yeah. I mean, we it's literally. Star Wars of you. <laughs> that is so Star Wars. Yeah. <sighs> I know. It's so funny. So side note, <laughs> I was recently sick and I had to call out of the show. And so for, for the two days I was sick, I was vocal resting and trying to just sitting on the couch. And I watched all the Star Wars movies from episode one through episode six, um, which was a huge feat. And I, I watched a, most of them with him. I didn't rewatch number one. But, but it was like, we got <clears throat> Disney Plus and I'm sick. I'm yeah. going to take advantage of this. So um, I have never really committed to the story of Star Wars. And now I'm fully committed. Like I'm in. Give but it, I will say. Give it all to me. I feel like this would have never happened if Disney didn't have star wars land the star wars land. star wars land or just you know now it's a disney property you know like star wars in general you yeah know? probably but i've always been like i'm more of a disney animation fan no nope, i'm hooked on star wars now <laughs> so i never actually put that together when i when he said i know that he was being han solo yeah that's right han solo ah. um anyway <clears throat> that means i'm princess so Leia. that was like what happened in our relationship but i think that like in general i think a good time is ultimately when you feel it and you think that the other person feels it too. I don't think that if you're hesitant and you feel like maybe the other person doesn't feel that way, I, I think that maybe that's not a good time. But I think a good time to say it is when you're feeling it and you 
have a good feeling that they feel it too, then I think there's, you know, there's a good chance that you'll get what you want out of it. I think you have to trust your gut. Yeah. I think you have to say like, if I'm feeling something and be, and it's not a feeling, right? I mean, it has to be a real feeling. It can't be, um, infatuation. So, you know, if it's early on and there's a lot of sex happening and you're just like <laughs> physically like just, Oh my God, I feel amazing with this person. That's probably a little more infatuation than love at that point. Lust. <laughs> so give it a little bit of time. It's when you see, when you see somebody and you start to see their imperfections and you're still okay with that, that's when you know it's love. Yeah. That's- or when you when you move to a different town and <laughs> you, each one of you is like freaking out like four times a day on a daily basis, that's when you know it's love. The hard part I think is when you start to see the human part of them because humans are not perfect. And so when you first see somebody- But see, he's not- talking about me right now so i don't know what's <laughs> what he's talking about i mean when i met steven i was like he was his abs i mean they still are like a rock they're not like they're and i was like oh god and i was backstage at beauty and the beast with john tartaglia <laughs> and oh, meredith Ingalls being i'm like oh my god you guys i'm dating the hottest guy you gotta see him he's picking me up the stage door do you remember this yes and i was there and they like they peeked out, peeked the, out door the and were, like, looking, stage door checking me out and they're like and Brett was like and I was just like, oh, God. I knew it was happening. And Johnny Tartaglia was like, oh they were my like God, checking yes. me out. <laughs> Anyways, so if you're feeling it and you think that they're feeling it, I think that it's okay. Just be honest, but really. But know that I think, I think just know that it's a commitment. I don't think that it should just be like flippantly said, you know. And also make it a conversation. Like, yeah, I think I love you. Can we talk about that? What that means? Yeah. And see what happens. So that's our advice for Dav Neal. And if you want relationship and dating advice from our completely unqualified selves, send us a DM on Instagram at Broadway Husbands or shoot us an email on broadwayhusbands.com and we just might choose your question on the next episode. Also, to guarantee you receive our advice, consider becoming a patron on Patreon and you can join us on a live podcast to ask your question. Check out this plus an array of other benefits at patreon.com slash broadwayhusbands for more details. Thanks for listening, guys. And we will see you in the next episode. Remember, on this podcast, we encourage you to love who you love and love what you do. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.